Come on, come on. God's good, right? I, I want to do this. Uh, I, feel, I feel like the Lord's saying we should make a confession. So, um, you know, the Bible says that we are his sons. It says we're co-heirs with Christ. You guys, do you guys know how amazing it is the fact that God looks at us as his son? Uh, I'm sure many of us in here are dads. Some of us are dads of young kids, praise the Lord. Some of us are dads of older kids. But, but, uh, but I can tell you that when I look at my son, I have an incredible amount of love for him. And I want the best for him. But it pales in comparison to how God feels for you when he looks at you. Let that sink in for a moment. When God looks at you, he has so much love for you. So let's make a confession out of being his sons. So repeat after me, say, God, I recognize that I'm your son, that I am loved that I'm cared for, that you look at me with excitement and passion. And I choose to live from that place, to live as your son and to walk as your son. Father, I pray for us and I thank you, Lord, that we would recognize more and more and more and more what it means to be your sons. Father, thank you that we don't operate out of an orphan spirit, but we operate out of the spirit of sonship. Let us recognize that more and more. Father, let us continue to run towards you with everything that we have. For every need and every desire, let us first turn turn towards you. Father, I come against the attacks of the enemy that can cause us to search out other things for fulfillment, but we choose, Lord, to turn towards you. Jesus, we thank you that we have such an amazing Savior. And we thank you that we have such an amazing Lord in you. So we pray all this in the incredible name of Jesus Christ. And every man said, amen, amen, amen. All right, all right. Well, again, good morning. It's great to have you here uh, this morning. Um, Today, I want to I wanna kind of chase after a topic of what it looks like to put ourselves to put ourselves in a place, in a posture, to put our heart in a posture of chasing after the heart of God. And uh, several, several years ago, this was probably about 2000 and I'm going to go ahead and say seven. 2006, 2007, I was on staff here helping out uh, with the youth department, uh, interning there, getting to hang out with a bunch of a bunch of awesome kids just chasing after the Lord. And we took we took a group of about 35, maybe 38 people total. About half, a little over half of them were high school students, uh, and the rest of us were adults leading the trip. And we piled in a van, and we drove, I think it was 36 hours straight. 
36 hours straight. So imagine like 20 hours in, we're just passed out like all over this bus. And we're, we, we left from here, we went around through Chicago up, and then we headed out towards Montana. And we went out to a place called Ganey Ranch in Montana. Uh, and basically it was a lot of like, hey, we're just going to go out there and just chase after Jesus and, and love the Lord and, and have fun while doing it. So we did, we did crazy things. We went up to, I think it was a place called Lake Ann. It's a mountain that's, or it's a, it's a lake that's way up in a mountain. So it's like super warm air, but the water is freezing. So no one swam, but it's just beautiful. Go hiking around it, hang out. We did rock climbing. We did an adventure race over the side of a mountain where we just like get a map with all these points on it. And you got to go find all these like hole punches and fill up your car with all the different hole punches from these different locations. Uh, and then one day, Pastor Samuel, who's Pastor Dwayne's uh, second oldest, Pastor Samuel is now pastor of Life Church. He was the, the high school youth pastor at that time. And uh, him and I, like he was kind of leading the trip and I was kind of there helping with uh, assisting him. And then we had some other people. And uh, most of the other volunteers that were there, they were kind of more doing like the hands-on ministry with the students where Pastor Sam and myself were more doing like the leading of the trip and the admin and that kind of stuff. And uh, Pastor Samuel said to me, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go tubing down a river. Anyone ever tubed down a river before. Uh, so we go, and, and it's, this, uh, it's this beautiful spot uh, where we, we traveled about, I think it was about three quarters of a mile up the river. So like the river goes like this, so it's not three quarters of a mile like from where we started, but you travel like three quarters of a mile <clears throat> in the river. And, uh, and we're getting there, and like this big truck pulls up with all these tubes, right? And, and what do you do? You take, the, you take the tubes out of the truck. You give it to somebody. They sit in the river, and then they float away. And we're doing this, and we, we give it out, and, uh, and, and, and I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a lot of tubes. That's a, that's a good amount of people, like, sweet, you know. And then, and then I noticed that there's seven of us left, and there's only five tubes. And then there's five of us left, and there's three tubes. And then there's one tube left, and there's three people, so... Pastor Sam and myself give the last tube to the last uh, student, and they drift away. And then Pastor Samuel says, okay, let's go. And I'm like, let's go where? And all of a sudden, he proceeds to go out into the river and lays down, and then he floats away. (laughs) I'm like, what? The bus, the, the, the truck leaves and it's, it's me. And I have a choice. What are my choices? I can stand there. I could try to walk back and I have no idea how to walk back. I, I don't know where we're at really. Or I could join him in the river. So what did I do? I joined him in the river. Uh, so I proceeded to float for about three quarters of a mile in a river. You want to know the amazing thing about rivers is as they narrow out and they, they get deeper and the water's nice. But what happens when the water gets wider, the river gets wider, that water gets shallower and it gets really hard to float. I'm like at times like I can't float anymore. How many of you guys know just like a river wants to carry us away, our culture wants to carry us away, Right? If we're not intentional, we will drift into areas we don't intend to be in. 
if I want in that river, if I wanted to stop, I didn't just have to stand up, I had to brace myself. There are a lot of men today that are getting carried into places where they never thought they would be because they're not actively trying to chase after the heart of God. This is what, this is what Ed Cole says. He said, the fleshly nature of man will always want to relax, to take it easy, find a resting place, and not be subject to the disciplines of the spirit that hungers and thirsts for God. Let me read that again and think about some men that this applies to in your life. The fleshly nature of man will always want to relax, to take it easy, find a resting place, and not be subject to the disciplines of the spirit that hungers and thirsts for God. Men, we need to choose to be subject to the disciplines of the spirit, not to allow the culture to take us away. We need to be actively pursuing the heart of God. Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Read that again. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The problem is, a lot of people don't tend to search for God with all their heart. They just do it with a part of their heart or a smidgen of their time. They say, God, well, hey, it's Sunday morning. I mean, you guys, you guys, are, we're here. I'm preaching to the choir, right? This is Tuesday morning, 630, y'all. Like, we are, we, we, are, we are up and at it. But we know people that are just passively trying to search for God and not actively trying to do it. And just like in that river, they're getting, they're drifting away into undesired places. I can't tell you how many men I've had conversations with when they wake up one day and they're like, how did this happen? How did my marriage fall apart? How did my ministry fall apart? Uh, you know, you'll, you'll see news articles of men that are in amazing positions and all of a sudden, boom, it falls apart, and a lot of that has to do with what they're doing. In, what they what they're doing in secret doesn't match what they're doing in public. They're living a different life in private than they are in public. And what we need to do is we need to choose to be uh, have have integrity, to be men of courage, and have integrity, and walk out being the same person in private as we are in public. I was listening, I'm listening to a book called The Sacred Marriage right now. And he goes through talking about uh, a lot of times there's movies we might watch that if our spouse was sitting next to us, we might not watch. Uh, a while ago, I encouraged someone, I'm not going to name the name of the movie, because when I was in, when I was, uh, in high school, there was a, a popular movie that came out, and when I was in high school, I was like, this is amazing. And then I encouraged somebody to watch it, like maybe seven years ago. And then I rewatched the movie, and I was like, eee, I shouldn't have encouraged them to watch it. We have to choose to live a life that is full of integrity in private and in public. Let me give you, let me give you a personal example of this from my life that happened a couple months ago. Uh, it was probably about a year ago. Um, I was putting my, 
I was telling some, some men this this morning, but I was putting my uh, now four-year-old, but then three-year-old son to bed. And up until that point, he had gone to, uh, sorry, not to bed, to nap, middle of the day. I was putting him down for a nap. And uh, up until that point, he had been easy to put down for a nap. But there came like, it was just like a switch got flipped and, uh, and it got hard to put him to, to nap. But I could tell that he needed a nap when it came to about 7 o'clock at night, and he was literally melting down. So I'm, I'm like, this is what you need. You need to take a nap. So uh, we found that it was easiest to put him down for a nap if we would lay down there with him in his room. There's three beds because I have three boys all in the same room. It's like the man cave in the basement. So uh, three, three beds. So it's like, I'll just lay on one. He lays on the other. When he falls asleep, I'll get up and go out. Well, I got into a habit of just flipping my phone on, watching like movies, different things. Um, I mean, I, I kind of anything to pass the 10-minute time. So I was home for lunch from the office here one day. I was home for lunch. And uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll go put him, to, put him down for a nap. So I go down there. I put him down. He's laying down over here. I'll lay down on the bed that's on the other side. And I just pull out my phone. And um, I turned on Netflix. Just passing the time, right? And I, I always, I love action movies. Any action movie guys? Come on. Praise the Lord. Uh, I love action movies. But there comes a moment where you've seen every action movie that's on there that you, that you recognize. And so every once in a while you come across a movie and it's like, hey, that looks pretty awesome. It's like, looks like good action. You know, you read the description, like, okay, you, you know, and I'm, all right, sweet. So I, I tab on the movie and I'm, I watch about seven-ish minutes of the movie and all of a sudden uh, the character went through a scene and I was like, in my, I don't know for sure, but in my head I was like, I'm pretty sure that girl didn't have any clothes on. So I have an option here. I could choose to let the current of culture take me in a direction to where I don't want to be, or I could choose to live as a man of integrity. So I'm pretty sure this is the Lord. I turned off that. I went into my history without even looking at the name of the movie, just deleted the last couple movies. So I still, to this day, I don't even know what the name of the movie is. But how many of you guys know that when that happens, the enemy's like, hey, starts knocking, starts planting things in your head. So I do the only thing I can think to do to try to stop the power of the enemy in this moment. Turn on my phone, put it in my pocket, end up coming back. When I get back here to work, I have, I have men in my life that I can go share anything with. One of those guys is Pastor Daniel Vanderklok that's on staff here, Pastor Dwayne's son. So I get back in the office. His office is right around the corner from mine. So I go, I get in his office, I sit down in the chair, and then I proceed to tell him everything that just happened while I was at lunch. Because this is what I know. As soon as I bring it out in the open, it removes any power the enemy has over it. Amen. Right? So I, the first thing I want to do is I want to get this out in the open so that other people know. I share it all, and I, I looked at him, and I'm like, the reason I'm sharing this to you is I want the enemy to have no power in this area. Can I tell you something? The enemy lost all power in that area and has never brought it back up to me because I told a brother. Do you guys know that we need to live lives completely open, sharing our life with other people so that we can seek God with all of our heart. 
not just a part of it. It's got to be all of it. And if we're not careful, we'll get swept away by culture into areas we don't want to be, right? I think all of us would say, I want to love the Lord with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength. I think all of us would do that. The question is, are we willing to take the steps necessary to do it? Amen? Amen. Uh, so this weekend, I'm going to kind of we're going to kind of shift gears for a second. Uh, this, this last week, on Wednesday, we had a couple of our guys from here, four guys from here, choose to chase after God with their whole heart. They chased after God with everything they had. They went on a men's event called, uh, or men's experience or encounter called The Return. Uh, and I want to, uh, I want to honor them, but I want to do it in a different way than what would normally be. I'm actually going to invite Chuck up. This, everyone say, hey, Chuck. <laughs> uh, Chuck is uh, the steward of a ministry called The Road, and they do uh, some different experiences. I'll let you share for a second about it, and then I'm going to hand it over to him and allow him to say some things. Cool? Take it. Well, thanks, Tim. Um, you know, Tim said preaching to the choir. When I, when I look um, around this room, I look at great men, and um, the guys that come here— um, a great men. God uh, created you and deposited his DNA inside of you, and that makes you a great man. And the enemy absolutely hates that about you. And so he does everything that he can to kill, steal, and destroy. Tim, Tim said earlier, he said uh, that we live in a, um, that we uh, can be lazy. I can be lazy. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like all of you. I, I am no different uh, than you guys. I, I've made a choice. And one of the choices and the priorities in my life has been to continue to chase at the fa after the Father. Dad, whatever you have in your hands, that's what I want. And so there, there's so many things that I could say about the return and the hero's return. Um, I think what I would say is if you want more, just go. It, it, if you want more of the Father, because what we end up doing is, how you doing? Good, blessed, and highly favored. And we have the challenges that, that men have going on. I'm, I'm just being real. I got challenges too. But here's, here's the deal. The father loves me because he loves me because he loves me because he loves me. How, how many grandfathers do we have in this room? Come on. Do we have any great-grandfathers? Come on. Okay. So Tim said something about knowing that you're a son. Now, I don't have anything uh, theologically that can back up what I'm, what I'm going to say next. But uh, I, I take the analogy. My kids, I love my kids. My grandkids? Come on. <laughs> that is a whole nother level. And I got to believe that great-grandkids is a whole nother level. I don't think we can even fathom. We can't even fathom how much the Father loves us. And so... If you want to experience more, come and go with us on a, on a return sometime or a hero's return. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask um, anybody, any of the guys that went last week, if you would, come up here and um, give us a few words of what the Father did for you, said to you. Um, you, you tell your brothers uh, what you experienced. Um, there might be a few guys that... Uh, have previously gone that uh, never had a chance to share. 
So we're just, I'm going to open up the mic. Um, you guys tell your brothers why they should go or, yeah. So come on up. I could, I could see you. Yeah, there we go. There's a lot of power in this microphone, right? Uh, so my name's Tony. Um, I went on the return and didn't know much about any of it. Uh, thanks to table three. Um, what I came out is a group of men that are my brothers for life, that I will stay connected with, that I will lean on in troubled times, and a closer appreciation for my wife and my kids. Amen. James, um, I didn't have a lot of guy friends. Uh, I guess it was just because I was caught up in the hustle and bustle of the world and your kids and all this other stuff and, of course, the world. Um, and now I have an army of guys that are here to back me up, to be with me in the times that I, that I struggle. Um, it was revitalizing to be there, not only for me, but for my relationship with my kids and my wife and, and my father. You, you, get to, you get to break the, the chains and the, bond, bond, you know, the things that bind you to this earth and uh, stop you from connecting with, with the true father that you have, the one that, that created you and, and, uh, and made you to be a servant. It's, uh, it was wonderful. My name is John. I went through some uh, pretty hard times. You know, we talk about the brotherhood that has been developed this weekend, and a lot of you have experienced it and understand that. And I'm with James. I, I probably took it a little bit farther. I put myself on a paradise island out in the middle of the Pacific. There was nobody around for miles. But what it did for me is it opened my eyes to who Jesus really is. I mean, I've been a Christian since 96, so-called Christian, been saved since 96. And, but I never saw Jesus as my Savior. They're just my Savior. I saw him as just my Savior, as the man of God who walked this earth whenever I saw him. I saw him as my Savior. This weekend, I met Jesus as my King and as my Lord. I've known he was the Lord and the King who is to come. But he met me as my Lord and my King this weekend. And it was such a revelation and, and life-changing that I, I just cannot explain. And it's changed my entire outlook and where I'm going, the direction I'm going, the attitude that I have, the joy that I carry, the friendships and camaraderies that I've developed in all these men and the new brothers that I found and the, and the newfound love that I have of who he is and knowing who he is. Everyone, so my, my name's Matt. <clears throat> I was actually on the Heroes Return. Um, so I actually took some time to write down some things so I could kind of go at it straight. So I have seven words. So if those who like numbers, seven significance, but humbling, 
transformational, relational, horizontal, and vertically, sacred, revealing, processing. Um, there's still so much to process from the time there, uh, what the Lord embedded in my heart, what others had. It was just really rich um, in freedom. So I also have two scriptures that I wrote down that, uh, as I was praying about it, too, that came to mind. So Proverbs 25, 2, it is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. And another one, which I'm sure many of you will like quite a bit, is 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and let all you do be done in love. Amen. So, yeah, there was just so much from the weekend. I, yeah, it's hard to really even summarize it and discuss it. It was a true blessing to be with you guys, spend the time with you, and to just deeper bonds with others. So, Thanks, guys. So, ordinary men. It was said of the disciples at one point that the uh, Sanhedrin had seen that they were ordinary, ordinary men that had spent time with Jesus. I'm an ordinary man that loves spending time with Jesus. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going to pass this back to Tim, but my, my question to you is why not? Yeah. You know, if, if, if there's more, why not? You know, we come up with lots of excuses and and we're busy and and this and that and how many hunters do we have in the group okay you know if if i said we're going next week wednesday on this hunting trip or fishing trip and it's going to be the most awesome thing you've ever experienced and um but but you're going to be off the grid uh, you're not going to have cell service and and we're going to be gone for four days um, I don't think very many of you would say, I'm going to need to pray about it. Many, many of you won't have to, many of you won't have to go home and say, I got to talk to my wife about it. You're going to say, babe, I got this offer that I could not refuse. I, I want to make you an offer or maybe even a challenge. You got the, uh, four week challenge here, is it? So I, I'm going to give you the four night challenge. The, the four night challenges come to the to come to the return of the hero's return and uh, see what's what the Father has for you. I'll be around. Um, tons to say. These guys have tons to say about their experience. It's not a club. It's not a us versus them. It, it is really, truly, if you want more of the Father, come and experience it. Come on. So... Uh, I feel like it's worth mentioning as well. Hey, Mike King. Um, Mike, can you stand up just for a second so I can give everyone a point of reference? Mike is super involved in a ministry that's called uh, the Fellowship of the Sword Quest. And do you guys do two a year in Michigan? So they're a very similar, uh, incredible, powerful experience. I quested in 2016 in Georgia. Chuck quested in 2009 in Texas. If I remember right, uh, Skip, where'd you quest? 2010 here here in Michigan. Uh, Joe Pagetti, 2009 in Texas. Were you with? 
later. Okay, like, uh, maybe a couple years later than that. So um, it's not that the, re- the road and the return is the thing, but how many of you guys know it's a thing, right? Uh, quest is not the thing. It's a thing. Get some guys, go out and be intentional while hunting this next week. <laughs> Ah, go out and be intentional while hunting, about pursuing the Lord of the Father and being real with men, and that'll be a thing. Guys, we are standing in the middle of the biggest river ever that's trying to pull us in a negative direction. And if we're not intentional, we're going to flow with it. God wants us to passionately pursue him. It is a promise that when we pursue him with all of our heart, we will find him. My question for you is, are you pursuing them with all of your heart? Are you chasing passionately and intentionally after the heart of the Father? So this is what we're going to do. Um, so uh, real quick, Mike, when are the two quests? They're usually in like April and like fall. April and August, and is it, what city is it in? Luther. I was going to say, I thought Luther. So up in Luther, if you want more information, uh, Mike will be your contact on that if you have any questions. Um, here, here, This is what I'm going to do. Um, if you have been on either a quest or a return, I know those, there might be some other events, um, but I'm going to say this quest and return. Go ahead and stand up just so we can kind of see. Uh, come on. Look at this. Come on. Thank you. You can go ahead and, and sit down. And I, this is all for uh, just this is all for a plug for Jesus, right? It's all for chasing after uh, chasing after God as your dad. We sing a song, "Good Good Father." Let's experience what a good good father looks like. Amen. Amen. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, if you, I, I need at least one person from every table to open up. Uh, or, or uh, either open up their phone or open up their Bible to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, the gist of these verses say, Do not be uh, conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got five minutes. I want to flip into table discussion about what does it look like for us personally to not be conformed but to be transformed. Amen? Not to be conformed, not to allow the currents of the culture to take us one direction, to, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got about five minutes. Uh, I want to encourage you guys, next week is going to be awesome. We'll do a little bit more teaching and flip into more table discussion on this moment next week, Tuesday. Invite some guys on this journey. Amen? Let's get after it. But you guys go.